I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. We're two whiskey pals serving a weekly whiskey podcast and rocking your whiskey world. Exploring the whiskies and distilleries of the world and meeting amazing people along the way. We'll be sticking our noses into our jams and all things whiskey. So fill your whiskey glass and join the fun. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters, the podcast. Howdy whiskey partners. Today we sample two new releases. Cask strain from Glasgow Distillery. Yes, stronger the better. We like the high ABV. No releasing the serpent over here. Any, <laughs> anyway, before we stick our noses into these new whiskey classes, let's stick our noses into the latest whiskey news. Stick your nose in it. Okay, lovely listeners. Today's news, we've got a lot going on for you. First up, a bottle of Scotch whiskey billed as the most sought after in the world, sold recently for almost £2.2 million. That's $2.7 million, an auction record for a bottle of wine or spirits. That's right, the Macallan Adami 1926 sold at Sotheby's in London after a bidding war. Just 40 bottles of the Macallan 1926 were bottled in 1986. Oh, such a good year for music, football and movies after being aged in sherry cast for 60 years. 12 of the bottles, including the one that sold recently, had labels designed by Italian painter Valerio Adami. Another bottle from the same cask was sold by Sotheby's in 19, no, 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 not 19, in 2019 for almost one and a half million pounds, which was a record for wine and spirits until this recent sale. Okay, who are these people holding these old bottles and yeah. just not opening these? When, like, how can you resist the beautiful artwork on the label, it's calling you, it's just looking at you all these years. Do you think they've been bought by like super duper millionaire billionaires years ago and they've just been on dusty shelves, they've not bothered or gifts for like babies and the people that are bidding, who are these ultra wealthy? We often ask that question, but none of them have messaged us. Oh, maybe it's the royal family running out of money and they've been hoarding these bottles over <gasps> the years and they're like, oh, let's just release this one. Yeah, because... One by one. And the queen died. Maybe that's a good opportunity <gasps> to move some of the excess cargo. Good shout, Inca. Yeah, but who else can hold on to these bottles? They probably don't even know they have these. Have you ever been to Sotheby's, the auction house in London? No, have you? Yes, when I was a child. How how fun is this? So I came the runner up in a Christmas card competition, like in the 1980s. And the runners up and the winners were displayed in Sotheby's. And God bless my mum. She like flew me down to London to see it in Sotheby's. And we went to Aww. Madame Tussauds and all that. I lived in Mull at the time. What a lucky little kid I am. It was super exciting. And I drew a hippopotamus with a Santa hat and said, Hippo Christmas. Oh. <laughs> 
I love it. I want this Christmas card. I've got a photo of Inca. I'll post it on social media. I'll show you my artistic talents. Oh my God. Actually, talking about Christmas and cards and design, actually, I have a line of Christmas cards myself as well that I made as a child using candle wax and then painted over to release these amazing designs. Oh my God. And and then my mom was super arty and kind of slightly hippie-ish. She printed them into actual postcards. And for years, we were giving these as a Christmas cards to all the family and friends. And I think she used to also sell them. Like she had this art, like my mom's artist and she would have exhibitions to sell her art. So she would also sell my cards rock and roll well if you don't have any left maybe you should like you know just bring them back maybe we just <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. after speaking especially to Nicola Cairns artist recently it's a sign from the universe amazing idea another week and Scott's Malt Whiskey Society is doing something new god they're really milking this 40 years of being a society anyway they launched a brand new monthly whiskey subscription service drop and dram i do like the name drop and dram it sounds like a good one yeah Yeah. drop the mic yeah yeah exactly so drop and dram is aimed at whiskey enthusiasts in the uk who are looking to discover new flavors and take their passion for whiskey to the next level so for £45 a month, Drop and Dram subscribers will receive a pack containing three carefully created limited edition 50ml bottles of the Society's uh, cask strength single malt whiskies, alongside a detailed tasting notes and additionally links to exclusive videos about each bottle by the Society's ambassadors, including Callum, who used to work at Glasgow Venue, but now he has changed his position within the Society. So he's doing all these videos and stuff, which is fun. Oh, congratulations, Callum. He's super Yeah. So basically, it's a great way to taste these samples with kind of like having that extra guidance and information. What sets the Drop and Dram subscription apart is that they will also gain monthly membership to the Scots Malt Whiskey Society, providing these subscribers the opportunity to purchase full-size bottles and also attend all these venues and events and tastings. And each pack will focus on different theme each month and there will be a limited number of packs available each month. Okay, I also just saw lots of debate on twitter is that about the cost by any chance what kind of like a bit pricey right well at first i was going to say oh that's a bit bloody pricey for a few wee samples as lovely as the whiskies are from scotch malt whiskey society so i was relieved when you said there was like you know like they also gain monthly membership but i still do think it's kind of costly yeah why wouldn't you just pay the 85 a year and then you can just buy other, t- you know, the five sets whenever you want or the bottle. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's worth it. For 45 bangers, I'd want more drams dropping through my letterbox than three. Anybody up for moving house? Because if you fancy living next to a world famous distillery, you could be in luck. Yes, there's a seven bedroom house in Glenlivet that goes on sale or has it gone on sale? Last time I looked, it was still there. 
So agents describe this house as a haven for outdoor enthusiasts. It's a seven-bedroom home next to the world-famous Glenlivet Distillery. The four-bathroomed house at Ballandalach has been used as a short-term holiday let, but sellers say it could be turned into a stately family home. Also outside the house are multiple patios, one of which houses an undercover hot tub. Where you could sit whiskey, sit Glenlivet, living life. Breathing yeah. the fresh air. Now, Inca, you do like Scotland and have a Scottish husband. Are you tempted by the seven-bedroom house at Glenlivet? It looks amazing, I have to say. I saw pictures and that area is beautiful, but I don't need seven bedrooms. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have to have Bible dogs so they could have their own room. This is, a, this is an aside, but I want to bring it up, right? Hot tubs, discuss. Okay gross if it's a rental place how often do they change the water yeah yeah i agree plus boundary <laughs> violation what of an accidental like toe goes in the wrong place like if you're and if you're there with friends i think it's like a precursor to swinging and oh. i had neighbors that were called the hot tub neighbors ones they were so loud they were always frolicking with random people in their hot tub mm. and i and I'm not a complainer, folks, right? But I did complain about hot tub neighbours because I was working a very responsible job and they were keeping me awake with their frolicking. And do you know what they did? <laughs> they invited me in the hot tub. No! <laughs> Bikini on or off? Oh, I don't want to know, Enka. I got a You know, I was like, no, I shall no. not frolic No toenails in my... Yeah. Okay, no but toenails in my vicinity. No, I, it, I can seem a little bit of a hypocrite though, because I do come from the sauna culture, and you know we do tend to go sauna naked and all that kind of stuff. But it's not you're not in the boiling, you're not in the water, letting all that. You're not you're not swishing about the same water other not, than in yeah, the lake. Yeah, do you exactly. know what I mean? It's not a soup. Because exactly, friendship soup. With other stranger toenails, it's just a hazard. Oh, so wrong. I know. Yeah, that's definitely not a selling point. Yeah. So I, if I was a real a realtor, I would stay away from the hot tubs because I would end up having this debate with potential buyers and they would just probably get scared. So on the last bit of news, Scotty's producer, Argovan Distillery, has broken ground on the first phase of its 20 million whiskey distillery after almost seven years of planning. Argovan first gained planning permission to build this single malt distillery and gin distillery in March 2017, but then they did some changes in the design in the next year, 2018. So it took another year to get the final planning approved and then they were Brexit and COVID and blah 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 you know all that stuff that we've all been going through so anyway the zero carbon distillery and visitor experience will be able to produce up to 1 million liters of whiskey annually with production to begin from next year 2024. Whiskey Sisters! It's time to talk about the Glasgow Whiskey Festival that we attended together, didn't we? Yes! Oh my God, so much fun. 
So much fun. So if you're a new listener to us, you might not know that we promised our listeners that we were going to wear our ridiculous high, what are you, what are they called? Platform boots, aren't they? Flame covered they, platform boots. They got a giant, giant heel yeah. and a bit of platform. And the heel is a shiny red flame with some gold. Yeah. They're ridiculous, but also super awesome. Super awesome. So we wore them on brand and on budget. Yes. <laughs> Well, the shoes worked out to be a very good conversation starter. Plus, they were so high we could see above anyone else. They were practical and fabulous. You're right, because we could see above the ocean of bobbing heads, which turned out to be super great because we met loads of our whiskey pals that we have known on various social media channels but hadn't met in person. Exactly. Before we go more into detail what we were doing and stuff, I think we should just start at the beginning, the legend of Billy Walker. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dr. Bill, no more. It's all about <laughs> Billy Walker. Oh my goodness. The genius that is Billy Walker for all you Glen Allocky fans. And of course, his previous genius um, at Ben Reich, et cetera, et cetera. The man was there himself. And I know nowadays you're not meant to comment on anyone's appearance, but he was super cute. Exactly. And we got loads of selfies. Yes. I um, even went back and showed uh, Jen's singing. My homage to Glen Allaghy yeah. 10 by singing White Snake. And yes, I'm not sure if he knew what he was watching. There might have been some confusion when we showed him this random video, but he was lovely and enthusiastic. And the and the women at the Glenallachy stall were fabulous, weren't they? Yes. So if you haven't seen this video, by the way, you can find it on our reels and it's worth watching because it's brilliant. There's wigs, there's emotion. There's emotion. <laughs> I'm indulging myself in my 1980s fantasy because I was so excited by the whiskey. And it was just very charming and wonderful. And I felt it was quite a privilege to meet him and get to thank him for his delicious whiskey in person. Genius. Allowed himself to be commandeered in a whiskey sister's sandwich for the photographic evidence. Woo! Yes. As did Ralphie, many of the whiskey community, if not all, will know who we're talking about there. Yeah, Ralphie has, there's so many labels, whiskey labels with his face on it. Yeah. <laughs> he's released so many whiskeys and he's like everyone's whiskey pal, releasing all these amazing whiskeys. So we had some chance to try some of the Adnamakan release with his little face on it. Mm -hmm. mm, delicious. <gasps> and finally, we tried the Paul Lenoir Lenoir from Ardnamarkin and yeah. it was great to see DJ again from Ardnamarkin and to meet Graham oh I hope I'm remembering these names accurately because it's it's possible I'm not <laughs> I know it's all uh, in the whiskey haze but it was really nice to actually see these people and to actually have some time to go around because we were quite busy at our own stall weren't we we were. So for those of you that aren't aware, we were lucky enough to be um, invited along by Glasgow Distillery. And, and it was so exciting, wasn't it? Because not only did we all have our own branded cask top to speak to people all about our podcast, we were able to chat a bit about the Glasgow Distillery whiskies and do some pouring, which was so exciting. So a massive thank you to Mark and Julie, organisers of the festival. 
And yep. thank you to Seb and Libby and the rest of the Glasgow Distillery team for making us feel so welcome as well, don't you reckon? It was really fun. I think I liked it that, okay, we didn't have as much time to go around. Like that was that was our choice. It was not like we had to be there to talk about Glasgow Distillery, but I really enjoyed being there talking about Glasgow Distillery. And pouring the drams was highly exciting. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was quite hard work though like sometimes like over pouring under pouring it was I was literally smelling of peat the whole night which is not necessarily the worst thing yeah did you not get a couple of marriage proposals as well Inca I didn't get one marriage proposal <laughs> and you get I think at least two what's that all about I know one of the guys was just like older Swedish gentlemen but all the men with the um the tartan the hats. Hats. yeah they were from Sweden and I thought, oh, that's so sweet. They like our podcast. They, these gentlemen ask for photographs <laughs> no with us. And then they're like, podcast? They had no clue who we were, but just wanted some photos anyway. So that was quite funny. <laughs> I know. I know. And when they left, he was like, I'm going to marry you soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but before we move on, Inca, it was really lovely to meet some people that we'd, you know, been in touch with before. Phil Whiskey Chukter, Vanya, Melody Bookish Whiskey Girl, Amy from Johnny Walker Experience in Edinburgh, Sean from Maltmates, and Cliff and Chris. There were, I, I'm sure there was probably loads more, but that's who I can remember off the top and of my And Justina. Oh, Justina was adorable. That was so lovely to meet her. Justina, if you're listening, you have the best accent, Lithuanian slash Scottish brogue. Also, okay, that boring people with the chat, but I feel like I need to bring something up. Right, do it. So when we were walking around the stalls trying to find like, okay, quick, let's have a quick chat with a few people and try some whiskeys before we go back to our own stall. And we noticed that the Glenmorey stand was not that busy so we thought yeah that's our cue let's go there yeah. and try some good stuff we enjoy some of their whiskeys so over we went i don't even know what to say there was no chat at the stand there was no chat there was a couple of uh glenmory peeps there they were a wee bit disinterested i guess and as would, would that be fair to say okay if i'm i'm you know gonna be whiskey bitch and say they had their hands in their pockets chat 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 talking to each other and you know you just went like oh can I just try that 21 year old port cask and you're like yeah or, yeah you know pouring it in no information about the whiskey and like what's going on here like give us a chat what should we try blah 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 poured it in and continued the chat that's it was why the stall was not busy because they didn't give a toss yeah it's shame just on you guys yeah, disappointing because it's a lovely opportunity to speak to people. And we were super enthusiastic talking about the Glasgow drams. We don't even work for Glasgow Distillery, but we're just like genuinely excited about the whiskey. I know, we always so, like to talk about the whiskeys we like. Yeah. pains me. I just, ah, oh, it just gets me going. I'm sorry, but I just had to have this rant. Such a waste. Come on, people. Come on, schmooze, people, schmooze. Unlike Glencadam. And Tomatin, who were super lovely, chit-chatting away to us and super gorgeous and inviting and luring people into their stand. We yes. wish we'd had time for more drams, but oh, we had lovely time with Paul from Hunter Lang. 
Oh, Paul, you gave us such a treat. We were so spoiled by Paul, weren't we? And Talisker was the favorite. I think it was 11 year old, if I don't remember wrong, but that was delicious. I know he wanted to give us all these other samples and which were nice, but Talisker was just where our taste buds were taking us then. Yeah. And it was fantastic. We met Vicky Whiskey in the flesh and got a nice wee selfie. That was lovely. Now, this episode would not be complete without a special mention for Tom Russell, the legendary rock and metal DJ who we featured on a recent episode. We had drams with Tom Russell. We spoke about Bowmore. And it turns out he was going to the festival. How amazing was it to get our paws on him in the flesh, Inca? Hugs were shared. <laughs> Hugs were shared. I think there was lipstick residue on his cheek, so we do apologise to his wife but we were totally fangirling over his DJ genius and he indulged us we got some amazing pictures with him and it was just super wonderful so he's quite the legend and a good few people came up to us saying that they had met him at the festival and enjoyed his episode with us so that was really nice as well yes give the episode listen and photos will follow listen up buttercup Okay, we need to have a special mention to a Glasgow distillery special release that is available to those that are lucky enough to snap up a bottle in Prince's Square, which is a really cool shopping area. There's a pop-up shop in the city of Glasgow in Scotland that is selling this special release, but we got to taste it at the festival. So it's first fill ex-bourbon cask filled in 2018 with triple distilled spirit and is finished in a Bordeaux red wine cask for two years and seven months. It's bottled at 52% ABV without chill filtration and a natural colour and limited to only 347 bottles. It was super popular at the festival and no wonder it is absolutely delicious, isn't it? Nice and fruity, lots of like dark cherries and dark red fruits. Beautiful. And I'll hopefully still manage to get one yet because absolutely delicious. Yeah, so you can get it at the Princess Square and they also have like they have a whole stall with loads of different options for Christmas. So you can mix and match your little Christmas gifts, small bottles, tasting packs. Christmas crackers there's like so many options so go and have a look if you are in Glasgow definitely it's such a great opportunity because the distillery doesn't have a distillery shop or tour so it's just make the most yeah. of that if you can and I like that it was triple distilled because what Seb said before the event he said uh, you know actually like the original and the pitted are always the best sellers even if the triple distilled is part of the core range but people are always kind of feeling a bit funny about the triple distilled because, I don't know, maybe because it's triple distilled and they don't really understand what that means exactly or I don't know what it is. So it was really nice like for us to make the point to have that triple distilled as one of the bottles that we were giving people as samples on the, yeah. on the day. Really nice, sweeter flavors with some spice and it was kind of like similar to some single grains, but I want to say better. <laughs> but like it's really nice and we got really good reactions from people and I think that's just definitely you know, and I don't remember anybody not loving it if you ever wondered how it's gonna taste like whatever next time you're in a whiskey bar give it a go don't be shy don't judge it for whatever reason that is actually give it a try it's honestly it's the first whiskey that I ever tried from this distillery and I finished my bottle 
very quickly because it is delicious. It's a sipper. Glasgow Distillery also has two new releases, which will be, I'm not sure permanently, but they are doing different patches for as long as they feel like it. That will be included in the lineup on their website or in the shops. Anyway, the original and the peated at cask strength. Ooh, flavor yeah. those muscles, baby. We like strong flavors, so we will be sampling this next. Yes, we like whiskies that could give us a piggyback. Did you call it a piggyback in Finland? Like when you jump on someone's back and they carry yeah. you? Yeah, piggyback. That would be, oh, I don't know. Don't ask Aren't me. Like, I don't. <laughs> in Scotland, we would sometimes call it like a cuddy cool bag. No, I think it would be piggyback, but I don't actually know. I can't remember the actual Finnish word. Oh, Anka, come on. I know. <laughs> You're totally so perfect. unfinished. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, wait till you hear the next tasting notes. I actually had to message a Finnish friend of mine and ask, what is the word for this and this in Finnish or ideally in English? Because I just can't remember it. <gasps> and it relates to sauna in all places. Oh my God, do you think your Finnish DNA is going up like the angels share? It's evaporating. You're becoming more Scottish and Italian. You're more Scottish. I think you're getting more Scottish than me. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that Michael Bublé has released a whiskey? No, and I don't like Michael <gasps> Bublé. I know. It's do you gonna, not like him? It's going to taste a lot like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like I know that might be offensive and I know he gives pleasure to many thousands of people across the globe he about does. 50 60 years old lady well, <laughs> like I'm hurtling towards that category let's not be biased here I don't know what his demographic is but I'm not in it no. it's, he, he does not he does not paddle my canoe I like cheese, but he's not the right type. Oh, a smooth bokey bok. No, not for me. <laughs> anyway, so let's go on Dram on Fire, darling. Dram on Fire. Okay, first up is the original, which is the distillery's flagship release. It has been double distilled with unpeated malted barley before maturing in first fill ex-bourbon casks and finished in heavily charred virgin American white oak from Kelvin Cooperage. And they've handpicked three casks of the original that they felt truly represented the flagship style, then married them together to create this batch 01 release, which is presented at 61.3% ABV and limited to only 750 bottles. Lovely orangey colour. Yes, I've got golden syrup colour. Fruity sweet. It's giving me strong dried apricot. Ooh. I love those. Like I eat them as a snack. So I'm very familiar with my dried apricot. <laughs> well, as I've been perusing markets in Portugal, I'm seeing that in Europe, there's a lot of dried fruit. And I actually think of you when I see the big dried pineapple and apricots and all Ooh. that now. Yeah, I love all that. If you can get them sugar-free as well, it's amazing. I was getting a sweet marmalade. With, you know, those like uh, orangey bits of marmalade. Oh, I can't believe you've said that, but I can because that's in my notes as well. I love it. So good, love right? It. 
Yeah. So good. And orange juice. Love it. Love it. So the nose for me, Inca, was super, like quite sweet at first, but deliciously sweet. You know, like posh toffee popcorn, like super posh popcorn mm-hmm. that's like expensive. I got that. Then oh, yeah. I, I got a floral, but a classy floral, like rose tea. I don't know if you've ever drunk that, but I used to really like rose tea. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Seville orange marmalade, orange peel. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Get and me then in there. And then maybe some like cranberry-ish. And then I've written miscellaneous red berries because I'm not finished and I don't have all the berry chat. I do like that whole marmalade on a, like a brown toast. Like a brown toast with butter and then the marmalade, right? Oh, breakfast, lunch or dinner, I'm with you there, Inca. Mm. Yeah, definitely red berries, but more of your sour ones, red like, currant or cranberry or something. A bit definitely. more kind of piney or like a bit more acidic. It is giving me just sweet baby Jesus bliss on the nose. So I think it's safe to say we're both enjoying this on the nose. Right, progress to palate. Give me your notes. Okay, first, slightly drying, surprisingly drying on the initial sip. Mm -hmm. Then it was giving me chili flakes on the tip of my tongue. Ooh. Mm. Okay, this is a Finnish thing. So any of Finnish listeners, vihreä kuula, which means green balls. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically a round, it's very typical Christmas treat. Pear marmalade balls. Ooh, they're quite big. Delicious. Yeah, they pair, they super cream. Obviously, there's like coloring agents. It's not probably the healthiest with this sugar coating, but they're very particular in flavor. You either love them or you hate them. But that was like on the palate, it was giving me that marmalade pear, kind of all those flavors. And maybe because I'd just been at the Christmas market, it's just giving me those Christmas feels. Fun fact 17 million pieces of these sweets in Finland are eaten at Christmas. Those people will know. Those green balls are going down a tree in Finland. (laughs) Yes. And I was also getting some Christmassy, wintry spices like cloves and nutmeg. Super nice. How about you? I would like to start by saying on my first sip, I got a full torso of goosebumps. Shudder. There was a shudder of joy. Okay. Then I was like, "Mm." Coffee and walnut sponge cake, like a dark chocolate, like a bitter dark chocolate whoosh. And then the orange came back in, but like juicy, plump oranges, sliced, sauteed and melted butter, like with sugar, kind of like caramelized orange. I literally just had a sip when you started and I was getting the the walnut cake and the chocolate swoosh (laughs) swirl, (laughs) whatever that was. And I'm just yep. about to finish the whole sample and I'm really sad, which is always a sign that it's just a gen banger. I love this dram. I think it's got a reasonably long finish, a little bit of citrus. Oh my God, that sample is delicious. I need a bottle of that original Can in just, my life. I forgot how much I enjoyed the original. I am... So I good. will be honest, there's so many releases from Glasgow Distillery. I actually think I've been neglecting the original. Don't underestimate the original. And this bad boy cast strength is giving me everything. Yeah, shoulders are moving. Oh, Inca's shoulders rarely move on recording. Oh my God, this is just rocking our world. (laughs) Oh my God, wild. 
Okay, I'm there's wild horses. We're needing tamed. We're losing it, Inca. We're losing it. Come on, get your Finnish dictator on the go here and rein us in. Jeez. Oh, so Glasgow 1770, peated cask strength patch one. Peated to 50 ppm, like the classic core range peated with mainland peat from Aberdeenshire. Aberdeenshire? Sounds yeah. like. Hobbit land before maturing in Virgin American white oak and finishing in Pedro Jimenez sherry casks. It's 60.8% APV, plenty to go around. And can, can I just say the color <gasps> is, is giving me plum jam? Plum jam? Uh, how deep is your plum jam? <laughs> <laughs> this is giving me plum jam. I'm deep mahogany. Okay, first in the nose, I'm getting much more in the nose now. It's been aired for a while in the glass. At first, it wasn't as potent as I thought it would be, but I got lovely sweet vanilla custard. I got marshmallows that have been crisped in a bonfire, but not particularly smoky crisp marshmallows. But now I'm going back in and I'm getting a really delicious, you know, like vanilla cheesecake, creamy bit of a cheesecake. Like a New York cheesecake or more a, like a baked one? A New York one. New York cheesecake goo and more depth of caramelized flavors now, but not still for me on the nose, not heavy on the smoke. But what I did get was some, so you're walking through the park. There's been bonfires the night before. You're walking through the park. It's a crisp autumnal day. The leaves are yellow orange, rusty, and I can get a wee bit of damp autumn leaves in the park on the nose. That's definitely the colour is already giving the autumnal vibe. It should be the seasonal dram for sure. I'm getting honey glazed pork and like mm. gammon. It's giving me tar, but like gentle tar. It's oh, giving... good show, Inca. Oh my God, I'm there. Slightly burnt rubber or like an asphalt asphalt smell when someone is like taking the corners wide with the yeah yeah that's exactly what I was thinking but also now that it's been in the glass for ages it's taking me into the old school sound like in Finland when you have sound you also have a changing room next to sauna Oh my God, there's stories so you, that can tell, I bet. Yeah, you. you get all the smells from the sauna and all that kind of smoke, all these smells and the burnt wood and everything. But it's normally like a basement, so it's a bit damp and kind of cold. And But like it gets a bit steamy because the sauna is on and all that. So, so does it smell of like body heat? And like wet towels a bit as well. Yes, it does. Oh. Actually, my, okay, where I used to live with my mom, we used to live in this big house and we used to have this basement damp sauna thing. And one of the things that we used to use in the changing room, well, like we had this homemade heavy rocks covering the floor, but also the seats and the whole room, like all the seats and everything. And then were the seats plastic or wooden? Wooden, but they were covered with these rugs. And over the years, they would, kind of take on all the smell and the dampness and stuff and that's what you're getting but you sit there but you're kind of like nice and cool a little bit cold and steamy and having a beer and it's just but all you that could smell. sort of get the aroma of the sweaty hot cold bodies yeah. of days gone by of history well actually that sauna was big enough for about 40 or 30 or 40 
ex-soldiers during the war. That's where all the soldiers would go and sauna. And you could fit, honestly, 30 to 40 soldiers in the sauna. It would take us hours and hours to heat it up because it was that big. Wow. Glasgow Distillery, I bet you're wishing you put that on your label. <laughs> yeah. Sounds more like Scott's Maltese Society. <laughs> the souls of 400 fallen Finnish soldiers. soldiers. 20 naked birch beaten soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's just on the on the on the nose. <laughs> Unleash the peat. On the palate for me. So I got a lovely sweet gooey marshmallow, but this time charred black on the bonfire. You know, like you've overdone it, you've been overzealous and your marshmallow's blackened. So I definitely got that. But I'm going back in for the for a taste now. I didn't get a huge amount in the palate because I felt a wee bit overpowered by the charred black bonfireiness of the marshmallow. However, as I've totally downed my full sample of the original and back to the peated, I'm now feeling a bit more <laughs> I'm like up for this charredness because it's beautifully sweet and it's the peat flavors I love, like rich smoke, not medicinal smoke. So it's like super juicy, but I'm not describing it much beyond gooey marshmallow and charred black bonfire. It is giving me that you know that black wood that is in the in the bonfire or in the fireplace kind of maybe the taste of the aroma of cigars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I did think that this was a bit more drying on the palate than the first one. Like on the first one, I thought, oh, it's kind of dry, but then it became more kind of juicy again. But this one just remains a little bit drier. And I was getting quite a lot of white pepper at first, but it, okay. kind of, it does kind of mellow very quickly. Then those red berries that you mentioned on the previous one, it was I was getting like juicy, tart, tangy, red currants, tar. This is the sauna flavor. Okay. <laughs> I had to message my friend to just ask, like, what is it called? So it's basically melted resin. I think if oh. that's the right word. When sauna, you know, the wood just in the heat will start making these little droplets. And then when you're in the sauna and it's hot, you can touch them and it's kind of sticky. Oh, they kind of same like color as the whiskey. Like warm tree sap, almost like kind of honey sap. Yeah, but it's the same color as the whiskey, basically, yeah. that kind of mahogany color almost. And it's just little droplets going down the wood. Is it slightly piney? No, it's just, it's more tarry. It's called bihka in Finnish. Oh, cool. But it basically, when I translate it, it says resin. So I don't know, but it's like melted resin. It's like good because I was thinking tar, but it's like a softer version of it. It's not as intense, not as strong but like still it's more sweet that kind of sweetie salt toffee sauce from mcdonald's yeah so that's kind of what i was getting we have had a previous episode on glasgow distillery and we were both massive fans then this has only solidified cemented and further grounded my sturdy stance that glasgow distillery is bloody amazing I would have to agree. How did you feel about this pieces one? Because this is, feels for me quite um, 
you know, they, one of the ones that we tried and we're serving people at the Glasgow Festival was the Tokai Hungarian wine cask finish, oh, which was yeah. also heated. And that was much sweeter. There were more caramelly notes, sweeter notes, and it was much more mellow and lighter style of peat, even if it was also 50 ppm. Yeah. But this one is much more tarry, bonfire kind of. Boom. Yeah, when I say aggressive peat. Yes. So on first tasting earlier, I was like, oh, I'm all for the original. And it still is my favorite of these two drams. However, I'm feeling lubricated by the whiskey. I'm enchanted by the World War II sauna flavors and aromas. <laughs> yeah. Really enjoying the depth of flavors that are coming through as I continue to sip. So whilst I'm team original of these two drams, that smoky bad boy, he can throw me about the dance floor for another few songs because it is delicious. Yeah, I like how you put it. Surprisingly, I would say the original of these uh, cask strings were probably my favorite. <gasps> really? I know. Wow. I know. I do love the pee and all that. I do. I do. I feel like it's a little bit of battle. I love it and I enjoy those flavors, but it's a little bit of a, on a, just like a chill out night when I just want to sip something, you know, take it easy. I would go for the original. I feel the pee is a bit more like. I need to be ready. I yep. need to put some rock, yeah. put some Metallica on the background. Be two like, songs yeah. maximum. Then yeah. you would get like, yeah, too much on the dance floor with this boy. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. If you have not tried Glasgow Distillery, I would strongly suggest that you endeavour to get your whiskey-loving paws on a bottle or a sample uh, from this distillery because it just keeps getting better. And at time of recording... I was telling everybody this at the festival. The previous Glasgow Distillery episode is still our most listened to episode of all our episodes with like huge big hitters like Bonahaven, Highland Park, you know, our big. It's still the most listened to, which gives me kind of joy because it's small and new. Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Fact. So here's a statement for you. During World War II, which I mentioned earlier. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Bourbon saved lives of countless American servicemen. But that's not actually true because it wasn't actually drinking bourbon. But instead, bourbon distilleries became the wartime producers of penicillin. Oh, how amazing is that? The biggest danger for soldiers wasn't actually being killed by bullets. It was a disease. The government realized that distilleries could be converted into large-scale penicillin manufacturers. Alcohol producers used molds growing yeast and their process was similar to the steps used by scientists for penicillin growth. With some edits, scientists were able to grow the antibiotic by placing the mold and certain sugars in the distiller's deep fermentation tanks. The penicillin was then separated from the mold and purified for antibiotic use. These distilleries also made fuel alcohol and industrial alcohol. So, you know, they were still in use, even if they weren't necessarily making bourbon. Oh my God, so good. What an awesome use. If you're not going to be making the bourbon, that's a sad time. However, if you're saving the lives with penicillin, good job. 
You've been listening to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. Next week, we will return. We will be returning with a special episode on Glen Scotia after a magical visit to Campbelltown. And we'll tell you all about our visit. Yes, it was crazy. I haven't mentioned on the sauce again for a while, so I thought I'm just going to drop it in there. That new, li- just- new listeners, Inca is a very well-known spirits blogger and her blog is called on the sauce again google her she's quite the big deal right continue Inka. yeah so i just thought i'd just quickly say that i've recently written a few new blog posts about whiskey and one is about borders distillery and their recent experiment with different types of fermentations so we reviewed one of their new samples so go and have a look so anyway follow us on instagram at whiskey sisters podcast on x at whiskey sisters and facebook at whiskey sisters podcast you know it baby inca it's been a pleasure and a privilege as always see you next time sugar see you next time lovely let oh. the drums be on fire <laughs> 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 <laughs>